with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good morning. Uh, another Sunday, another sunny Thursday morning. I think we're on a roll here. Maybe. So what you, all right. Okay. My Neil, to, my, my Neil today, I need to get my words together here. My guest today is Neil Godbu. Welcome. Hi. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Neil is the editor of the Prince George Citizen and has been for... Ten plus years. Ten plus years. Well, um, so how, how does this rate as a June? Let's talk about the weather first, because Canadians love to talk about the weather. Um, it's nice. <laughs> uh, there's, there's not a lot of mosquitoes yet. How about that? No, I think that is the one positive. Uh, but I'm sure with this warm weather with and then with the wet spring we've had, we'll have lots of... <laughs> Lots of mosquitoes. Yeah, Prince George's Air Show, May through September. May through September. I've never heard it referred to that like that. That's that's interesting. So. Yeah, that's like, like we have daily flybys. Of mosquitoes? Yes. <laughs> well, I went in Salmon Valley. Well, <laughs> yes, but I, I was just thinking it's the Queen's Jubilee, and I was just watching a little bit of news coverage today of the grand flyby that they had at uh, in London today. Or, yeah, I think today. So, But we have our mosquito flyby. Oh, yeah. Hang on. June 2nd. That's right. It's the anniversary of the coronation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's sort of a big deal. But we actually didn't. uh, But Neil has no idea what we're talking about today because I thought I would. uh, Why don't you just stop when Neil has no idea? (laughs) I could do that, but I won't. Um, So, Neil, for a lot of people, you are the I mean, and and maybe I reveal totally my my, you know, the the class or the, (laughs) the how I grew up. Who is this mysterious person behind the editor, the uh, the editorial that appears every week in the co- Citizen? And who, and what's your role? Like, what does an editor do? And why? Like, but let's first start with who? Who is Neil? Well, who is Neil? Um, well, I haven't been on CFIS since pre-COVID. So really, this is, yeah. Oh my so goodness, it's like two and a half years. Since oh my I've, goodness. So now I've you are a here. different person. Yes. I, well, I am a different person because, of course, we stopped being a daily in, in 2019. And uh, um, we're, we're still a weekly newspaper, although really the newspaper is becoming more and more less and less what we do. Um, the Really, we're a news website as much or more than um, uh, News 250 was when... Uh, ben Meisner was alive, and Elaine uh, and, and and Greg were still doing their thing. Um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, um, we I, j- I just got our our monthly stats. We were one three thousand under one point five million page views In- uh, on on our website on the Citizen website last month. Last month. So so when when when. When readers call and say, well, how come that wasn't in the paper? Um, um, roughly half of the stories that we do every week between me and uh, the five reporters that I oversee, um, between the six of us, about half of our work never sees print. It's wow. online only. Wow. Um, and, and so then people say, well, you should get it in print. Well, Again, 1.5 million page views a month. So let's break that down. That works out to uh, over four weeks where, you know, let's call it 350,000 uh, page views per week. 
17,000 print copies get made, right? So wow. 17,000 versus 350,000. 50, so that's right. And, and, and this is what news organizations everywhere across certainly North America and Europe, um, right? This is, this is our market now. Um, and so, and, and this is our audience now. And what's really amazing is now that we have, uh, in, in the last year, now we have the live analytics running behind the scenes as well, where we can see in real time what our top red stories are. Um, yeah, that's always interesting. How, how they're trending, uh, how we should promote them on social media, um, all of that. And so, and, and so we're constantly trying new things, um, to, right, to grow our online audience. Um, so it, it's, um, and, and the nice thing is that in those numbers, what those numbers are, are readers telling us what they want and hmm. what they want more of. So what do you say to those people who call in and say, hey, why wasn't that in the paper? And I really miss the paper. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm a paper guy. Yes. Right? I, I, <laughs> that is I, your first love. Right. I, I, I love the old gray lady, as mm-hmm. I call her. Um, and, and, but the thing is, is that from week to week, uh, I'm the only one who actually works on the paper. Uh, my staff write stories. They, they're not involved in the paper anymore in the slightest. They write their stories they post. And then you put I, them I, together for I, the- I, I, I'm, I'm the one who just circles back and spends about a day, a day and a half of my week is spent working on the paper. Okay. Uh, in terms and of- And basically what you're doing is you're taking the stuff your staff has produced and put online already, like yep. on your website. Yep. And then you decide what goes in the paper. Correct. And so sort of you're, you're curating that. For your, for the audience who is getting the paper? For, for, for the audience who's getting the paper, which, uh, again, uh, obviously our, our analytics are nowhere near as sophisticated. No. Uh, but, but we do know that people who read the print, print edition, uh, um, there, there's two audiences there. They trend older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say kind of 55 up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be there myself in about nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the other thing, and and we are really conscious of this is these are people who don't have um, access to online news mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. financial or personal preference, whatever it is. Uh, they either don't have access to online news or choose not to have access to online news. And so I try and be very conscious of them. And then, of course, realizing that there are people who love their online news, but still pick up, pick up the print edition every Thursday to because they want the flyers. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, right. There are people who just love their flyers. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm conscious of that as well. Um, mm. and, and so uh, so so the print edition ends up being a bit of a the best of the citizen yeah of the i was past just going to ask you about that uh it, it, it's a it's sort of our our weekly greatest hits uh-huh. um c- combined with just also some stuff that i know is unique to us um so uh although we broke the story last week the front page story on the citizen this week is arthur williams story about the uh, convicted offender that uh, was selling toys at uh at fancon huh. Um, and I that, read that. Yeah, and that, and I, I love that kind of journalism, mm-hmm. um, and so does my staff because it's 
Because it's journalism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not ripped from a press release. No. It was responding to a tip, investigating, uh, making a lot of calls and uh, cross provinces, uh, called to Alberta, numerous calls to Nova Scotia, to where the uh, offenders' offenses happened and uh, right getting all of the documentation and uh, that takes a lot of work and then we had to lawyer the story because of the uh, legal ramifications yes. um, and so we had to be very careful with that so how long ago was fancon uh, the beginning of may beginning of may and First we published weekend. the story last week so about three weeks? It, it Well, we had the tip, and then we're looking into the tip, and then we confirm. And so that, that story, Arthur basically worked on that story um, for about two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't the exclusive thing he was working on. It was kind of putting in calls and then doing other things and then getting calls and then... Yeah. Uh, a, a full week of it was actually making changes af- while we were having it lawyered. Yeah. Um, right, because... Yeah. Making, making sure that you weren't going to get sued for Correct. something that you should have done better. Correct. Yes, because you don't want... <laughs> you can stand being sued for something that uh, you... We, we uh, um, as, as, as the editor, um, uh, and this is through my corporate ownership glacier media the citizen doesn't have libel insurance oh we operate without a net okay uh hence that's why we're we lawyer things yeah. so rather than having the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff <laughs> you try we have the fence at the top of the cliff <laughs> okay right and then you try not to climb over it that's right or <laughs> okay. run right through it <laughs> or run right through it well that's interesting well golly so that took two weeks and so it's um, but I mean, that's a really, really important story. And, um, I'm assuming this fellow now, like I, I know I browsed quickly through it, but this fellow, was he on the national registry? So, so what, what is at issue is, is that, um, he was, he had been on the registry up until 2016. Mm. Um, and, um, is that something he should have disclosed? He's not on the registry anymore. Well, that's interesting. Does the FanCon require well, disclosure? Well, 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 the thing is, 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 is that, uh, and I want to be very careful here because, yeah. uh, because I'm not pre-lawyering my comments as I'm that's making right, them That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a couple of things. Is that um, FanCon would have had no way of knowing he okay. had been on the registry, right? Without calling Nova Scotia, so so it's which I mean, and 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 like I mean, I'm you know I'm part of volunteer organizations, which I'm assuming FanCon is, yeah. and you only you can't you can't, and, uh. and and so even in real time, if they had been if the FanCon organizers, well, they did receive uh, uh, people were saying things to the FanCon organizers that weekend. Oh, we've heard that he's on the registry, but that's that but, weekend. But, but but if they check the registry, they wouldn't have found him. Oh. Um, now, what what is at issue, and I have to be very careful. All right, here I will allow go- you to be with, very careful with what I'm going to say here. This is in Neil's opinion. Well, it's not an opinion. I, I'm just stating the two things, but I'm also saying that I'm I, I'm not saying that 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 sort of one thing necessarily leads to the other, and we had to be very careful in our story. Is that? 
um, he was given a prohibition order in 2006 for 20 years. Um, to stay away from places where children correct. were. Okay. Correct. Uh, now, now, What year was that again? In 2006. So it's not 2026 yet. No. The order was updated in 2013. I am in no way, and neither is the citizen, alleging that he was in violation of his order. Oh. Right? That's the be careful part. Uh. Um, but we did report that there was an order. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's really, I would say, uh, up to both uh, the police and, and Crown to decide if he was in violation of the order. It's not up to us. All we were doing was reporting the fact that he attended, and there's this order on his file. Mm-hmm. Um, be that what it, what it may. Yeah. Golly, I mean, it's... I mean, I've done a lot of work in child protection, like with uh, children's organizations and, Mm -hmm. you know, sorting out policy. And I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot there and there's a lot. um, I mean, we know that. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's a it's a big deal. And and you you want to be able to like as as a society, you want to be able to know that that places that you take your children to that you don't need to fear that this is where your child is going to be groomed by someone, right? Yeah. Because that's usually how that happens. It's not like an instant, it's not like an instant attack or anything that, that happens. Usually it's usually the grooming that, that's, um, that happens. And that's why we have those restrictions in place and why we have those prohibitions in place. Yeah. And I have lots of, op- uh, of opinions and I, I'm betting a lot of people have, would have a lot of opinion after uh, reading that story. Um, but I intentionally stayed out of it again because of the, legal ramifications mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean one of the i think the obvious questions is is if someone comes off the sex offender registry to me this is just the ethical question should if if they are in a business that involves children is that something they should have to disclose morally ethically i say yes mm-hmm. um but then who would then frequent such a business yeah which then leads me to that, okay, if you were on the registry and came off, maybe you should find a line of work that doesn't involve children. I would think, I mean, that would follow, but then we're not talking about the most moral or ethical people here, generally. Yes, uh, although um, to this individual specifically, um, there is nothing on this individual's uh, record since 2006. Mm -hmm. Can people change? I, hmm. do, well, that's do, a question do, that, do, you know do, what, that reminds me, I need to actually get somebody in to talk about that. Because do, do, do we believe in such things as, as Dem- redemption? And Well, yeah. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's a tough one. It's uh, because, yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's a long topic, and that's something I, like I've, I know, um, uh what are they called? I know it's called SOS. What's the name of their, what's the meaning of the, not, not saving our souls, but it's sexual assault. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I know what you yeah. Mean. They're a local uh, yeah. organization that yeah. works with victims of sexual assault. And, and I had actually thought of them at one point uh, recently and thought I should have them to come in. There's, there's always the, uh, there's always the offender perspective and there's always the public perspective and there's always a victim perspective Mm -hmm. and you know 
We live in a messy world. We live in a messy world. But then this is back to journalism. This is where where, where it's <laughs> I re- important. We report on a messy you re- world. You report on a messy world. And the reporting itself can be messy. Yes, and difficult. And sometimes you get things wrong. And That's right. And, uh, and we've got to own it. <laughs> yes, well... Okay, that was a bit of a segue. Um, we've got, um, let's, how about Steve, we'll, t- we'll take a break and we'll be back after that. We were four guys that uh, I met Paul and said, do you want to join the band? You know? And then George joined. And then Ringo joined. We were just a band who made it very, very big, that's all. Join me Thursdays at 9 o'clock for Everything Beatles here on Apple Scruffs. Apple Scruffs. Thursday nights at 9 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Copar Administration is celebrating 25 years of providing quality employment services to communities in B.C. and Alberta. Whether you are looking for a job or looking to hire, the key is finding the right fit. The friendly team at Copar can help with hiring events, resume, cover letter and interview assistance, wage subsidies, training, new hire supports and more. The best part is all of Copar's employment services are free. Find the right fit today. Contact Copar Administration at coparadmin.ca. People for jobs, jobs for people. The Q3 Creative Business Hub is now open for space rentals at Quebec and 3rd. Rent a 100-square-foot office for as low as $470 a month, Wi-Fi included. Just need a desk to get out of the house? Use one in our open office environment for $260 a month, $160 for occasional drop-ins, or just $20 a day. For more information, email q3building at gmail.com. Q3 Creative Business Hub, open for desk and office rentals at Quebec and 3rd. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind from the northeast at 20K this afternoon with a 30% chance of showers, a high of 21. Tonight, mainly cloudy. The risk of a thunderstorm early this evening with wind from the southeast at 20 gusting to 40, a high of 8. On Friday, cloudy. Wind from the southeast at 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 20. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, Trudy Clausen here back with Neil Godbu, uh, talking journalism and just talking about the difficulty of reporting difficult stuff and, and, um, or that's at least how we, we where we segued. Um, let's, uh, let's go first, uh, just back a little bit to about Neil. You've told me that you were part of the debate club in high school or was it university? I, I, so I, 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 I was a high school debater for two years and for whatever reason that led to the JDC West, uh, people again, uh, the two years before COVID. So 2018, 2019. JDC West is the, uh, the um, uh, it's it's within the business program at UNBC, and uh, and so basically they uh, compete with. Um, don't ask me what JDC West actually. It, what it stands for? Okay. It's uh, it, it's actually the French thing. Journalists so it's, debating communists. No, 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 no. It's oh. it's uh, it, it's a business thing, and it's oh, so it's basically okay. games. That the various business schools across Western Canada compete in. So, so it's actually the French. It's a jeu de something. Yes, uh, and I think the C might be commerce, and and the J is just French yeah, for games. Oh. Um, 
so anyway, it's, uh, and, and so there's a competition every year and, and so they compete on everything from putting together business plans and sort of these various okay. things. There's a debate aspect. Okay. And so for, for two years, I, I was one of the, uh, uh coaches of the UNBC oh. JDC West team. Oh, like just recently. Yeah. And oh. so I, I was very proud of them in 2019 when they finished second. Oh. Uh, which was, uh, very fun. Yes. I, I was very proud of that group and, and, uh, they worked very hard. And, um, yeah, so I love debating and flopping my hands around when I talk um, with my French-Canadian background. And, yeah, so I uh, I coached, uh, I helped coach them. And, well, because my my background from debating is obviously I take a stance and, frankly, I can take any stance and argue it. <laughs> And I do all the time. <laughs> well, what, so mean, so people often ask me, are, is, "Is your editorials is that what you really think?" Um, it's aspects of what I really think. Some I really think at ninety percent, and some a little less. Um, but I, I write editorials to encourage discussion, mm-hmm. and um, and and I also write editorials to blow the whistle on what, from my seat, I perceive as wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I would say, kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but then wrongdoing or or taking a, a stand which might be unpopular in the community, but is also, that again... That you'd like to challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just food for thought. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. how I go about it. So this program at, um, you said the debating club is part of... UNBC's or not? It's not. It's, actually, it's, it's part of the part commerce of, program. Part of the and, commerce program. Yeah, and okay. So, so basically, the commerce students uh, take part in this JDC West. So is well, and and so this will maybe just be a bit of a conversation about d- debate clubs. Debate clubs used to be a thing. I mean, yep. it used to be. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I have a very elementary knowledge of history, but I know that the Romans they were great at re- at uh, rhetoric. Yep. Which is a word that we hardly use in Anymore. the same way that they used yes. it, right? I mean, now we just say that rhetoric is something that just some politician is spouting off when they don't really want to answer a question. Rhetoric right? used to be a positive word. Yeah, it used to be positive. So, so what happened, and is it important that we get back to that? If you're asking me if I, I would like to see debate clubs, well, okay, Neil, we're on it. We, you and I, we should set up some. <laughs> it is. Because, because the very notion of debating, and, and certainly this formal debating, um, is that you're given a topic and, right, there's either one side or the other, it's a pro or against. And being able to be educated enough about the topic to argue both sides. Yes, which is which is something that I, I caught, I don't know, in elementary school at some point. Uh, one teacher wisely told me, you need to be able to argue the other side better right. than yours. And, and, and this is where, uh, you know, whether, well, I'll name some people who are on, on CFIS from time to time, sure. right? Is, is that the, the, the thing I would challenge someone like Art Betke yep. when it comes to climate change is, Art, argue for it. Uh, Let's hear you argue for the climate change. Because he's very good at arguing men, against exactly. it. Yep. Exactly. Let's hear you argue for it. Mm-hmm. Because that's how that's how I'll know how educated you, you really are on this topic. Right? Is is it's easy to argue one side. Mm-hmm. You have to be fully educated to argue both sides. Mm-hmm. Um and and, and 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 because when you are able to argue both sides, 
you see the strengths and the weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? And this is where rhetoric used to be a, 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 a positive good, word, a positive word, because because you were able to right to, to do that work to analyze both sides, and and you realize that when someone was arguing a, a point, they were arguing the point. It wasn't about them. It was about well, and so the much, argument. I mean, so much of of modern discourse, if you want to call it that, is has just degraded down to name calling yes. and to calling people hor- horrible people for challenging something that maybe the majority of people believe, or maybe that the most vocal minority believes. Yep. So, what do you say to the average person listening to this program who is of the slightly older demographic, and they're watching the world and they're going, "Well, we're going to hell in a handbasket because nobody wants to talk about anything anymore," or because maybe they're thinking, "Maybe we taught our kids to be too polite." What do you say to those people? Well, this gets back to to is that I wish there was education in high school uh, where, in whether it was social studies, English, science. In fact, I. I would argue there should be a debating component in all of those classes. Yes. As, as we learn, as, as young people learn history, as they learn science, as they learn literature. Like there the final should be, exam should be a debate instead there, of. There, there should be a debate component, mm-hmm. right? Because that, again, that's how you reveal your, bil- your, your, your real knowledge. Yes. Is, is that argue it from this point of view. Oh. Well, you can do that if you yeah. have that thorough knowledge. If you can't, yeah. right? Um, so, so I would say it would it would start there. But to me, the learning how to think that way, right? It should be lifelong learning. It should be so. Even as we age, even as we get older and move into retirement, we should be assessing all the news, all of the information. Uh, everything we hear about the social issues of the day with that point of view. It's easy to have an opinion, yeah. right? Anybody can have an opinion on anything because you just cherry pick the stuff that you want yeah. um, and you ignore the rest, right? But to be educated on it and to be able to argue other perspectives on it, you have to have a broader knowledge. And yeah, I couldn't have said it better. All right, uh, we'll, I'm talking with Neil Godbu, and it's time for a short break. We'll be back. Visions is an award-winning quarterly magazine that brings together many views on mental health and substance use. It's a place to explore different aspects of wellness, share your own experiences, learn from others, and discuss ideas. The journal is written by and for people who have experienced mental health or substance use problems or use mental health or addiction services, along with those providing support to these individuals. Access this magazine free online through the Visions link at heretohelp.bc.ca. The Alzheimer's Society of BC has continuing online dementia education programs. These free presentations offer small group information workshops facilitated to provide opportunities for live discussion. Caregivers can learn about community supports like home care and adult day programs with accessing services Tuesday, June 14th from 10 to 11.30. Registration and full details on this session and others are available through alzbc.org. More information is also available through the First Link Dementia Helpline. If you attended a federal Indian day school, now is your time to make your claim. If you experience harm at your school, you may be eligible to receive a check for compensation. 
Remember, you need to make your claim before July 13, 2022. See if your school is on the list and get free legal help. Start at IndianDaySchools.com or call 1-844-539-3815. Claim what's yours. The Alzheimer's Society of BC is continuing their education programs with in-person presentations. Explore strategies to help you and those around you cope in the face of change during Coping with Change, Grief and Loss, Tuesday, June 14th from 1 to 3.30 at the Prince George Resource Centre, 1811 Victoria Street. To register or for more information, call the First Link Dementia Helpline at 1-800-936-6033. The Alzheimer's Society of BC bringing you support and information for dementia at alzbc.org. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS FM. Oh, good. Welcome back, everyone. Trudy Clausen here speaking with Neil Godbu and just talking about. Um, Debate and the value of, of debating. And I, our- I, I never thought that we would be talking about debating. <laughs> I just want to say that well. at nine thirty, I never thought that we'd be talking about debating. <laughs> but I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, well, I think, but I think you make such a very good point about. I mean, you started off with talking about journalism and the importance and how much you liked doing that piece on the the fellow at, at FanCon and the problems there. Um, it just naturally, to me, leads into this whole idea of. of arguing and, and discussing things and talking mm-hmm. about things and and then you know the ability to debate the other side yeah. which helps you to become more educated not only about your own point of view but also have you, you might even develop some compassion for how other people think yes shocking yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but um, so, so, so if you want to organize a debate here's one you could organize okay i'd love to have a debate with marilyn hall Oh, except would... make me take the the uh, the standpoint of why he should have remained as mayor after the parkade and him argue why he should have left. Right. That would be I, very I, I would love to have that debate because oh. I, f- I fully understand why he stayed. OK, uh, from a political, moral, I, I completely get it. He, right. <laughs> All is, right. The is, gauntlet is, has been thrown. Is, is he, he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't elected by the, you know, Neil Godbu, the editor of the Prince George no, Citizen. No, he wasn't. He was elected by the citizens of Prince George. And, uh, there's an election every four years. And if he chooses to run, uh, this fall for a third term, um, the citizens of Prince George will make that decision. Well, I think that should be an editorial. You should like actually put that. I mean, here we are. We're in CFIS. We're a little tiny community radio station, but the gauntlet has been thrown. The, 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 the challenge is made. This is the local political for for the local politics uh, uh, nuts like you and me and, <laughs> and quite a few others. Uh, this this is the question of the day: Will he or won't he? Well, uh, like as in run for mayor uh, again. For, for, uh, it, will he run for a third term for a third term well i i, I have i have a lunch bet with a very dear friend hanging in the balance okay well you know maybe i mean maybe if we can't get together a formal you know debate where you're meeting in front of people maybe we could we could dare to invite him here and we could maybe have this discussion here i i, I would be i would be fine with that i could be the moderator it, it, it's funny because after those editorials a couple a couple of years ago now right mm-hmm. it was at the beginning of covid that i wrote those editorials mm-hmm. and and it um because this is where the rubber meets the road right 100 percent, 100 percent. i i mean and and this is where 
uh, incumbent politicians, uh, and particularly mayors or premiers or prime ministers, uh, when they are running for re-election, the election then is always a referendum. Mm-hmm. Do you support the vision and the leadership that you've received in the last uh, number of years, or would you like something else? Mm-hmm. That 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 is really the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is the choice being made right now in Ontario. Yes, right. Is it, it today or tomorrow? I th- it's today. Okay, uh, right. Is is do Ontario do the residents of Ontario would they like more of Doug Ford and the Conservatives, or would they like something else? Uh, would they like to return to the Liberals? Would they like to give the NDP a try? That that is a choice before them. It's it's quite simple, uh, right? You can take all of the issues and da 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 handling of COVID and uh, mm-hmm. it, all of you put all that aside. It's a referendum on would you like more of the same or something different? Mm-hmm. Why are people so often scared of something different? Um, I mean because I- <laughs> it's a double it's a double you know, Trudy. I I guess right? so. It's- I mean, I, see, and I I have a history of jumping into the unknown. Ever since we left our community at, you know, the ripe old age of 19. Right. And so our life has been a continual jumping, jumping into the unknown and, and it hasn't stopped. Isn't, isn't every new day a jump into the unknown? Well, yes, but in, in my play, in my situation, very dramatic jump into the unknown. Of course. And not all jumps are good. Not all jumps are good. And, and there is something to be said for tradition, for history. (laughs) Well, I think though in Prince George, Voting in the current slate of council, councillors again and mayor would result in a tradition of being okay with uh, bad mismanagement. But that's, that would be my opinion. And 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 for some, let me argue the argue, the other side. Let me make the argument. Um, um, and hey, I'm providing this this. Uh, it's a, a freebie. The, the, here's a freebie for me to help Lynn Hall get reelected. Um, look at all the positive development. All right. Look, look at how this development, uh, the 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 apartment buildings the that new, have gone the off. The new apartment building is very pretty. To to ease the the, the uh, strain on right rental accommodation in Prince George. Right. Um, and, and of course, right rental accommodation that means mm, tax money. But then there was this whole grand big plan up in the heart to build some rental accommodation, well, but that's, which was that's immediately another, shot down. Yes, but now Bruce Kidd's bringing another one forward. But so that's let's because see. it's Bruce. But, <laughs> We'll see what happens with that one, but 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 certainly this council, uh, and not just the mayor, but the entire council, uh, has a very pro-development uh, case to make for their re-election. Um, is 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 that is that enough? No, oh, skep- but see the tax you're, you're, bill. You're making your skeptic face, I, here, Trudy. I totally the, the, am. The listeners can't see it, I but know. you're making it. <laughs> yes. Um, well, um, yeah. Okay. Speaking of mayors that are, you know, facing like a little bit of uproar from their residents, did you read, did you get, did you see the news about the Surrey mayor? The, well, yeah, the city uh, council uh, meeting was... <laughs> isn't that guy always in trouble? Isn't, I, isn't I don't that, know. Isn't First time I've seen it. Isn't that the same guy who said he was kind of like, um, uh, that uh, he was involved in a hit and run at the mall and then the cops investigated and it turned out it never That's happened. That's what it's about because he was asked, he lied about being hit by a protester mm-hmm. and apparently that's what happened and so the police are investigating and so he was asked by his residents in the middle of a city council meeting to please step down aside while he was being investigated and he just refused. Right. So, so, so here's, well, 
Speaking to that mm-hmm. is right is is as a Surrey resident, you can either say, "Well, he's a liar, get him out of there," or you can say, "Wow, Doug McCallum has done some." Uh, one of his campaign promises was to get rid of the RCMP and bring in a municipal police force. He has done that. Uh, is, well, this is, is it, that guy. Is, I think so. Huh. Um, I, I thought that it, was is, is that is that better or worse? I time will uh. tell. I guess the. the but it brings to a, a bigger issue, whether it's Surrey or Prince George, is that um, compared to removing a premier, Jason Kenney, or a prime minister, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to remove. It's much easier to remove a, a prime minister or a premier than it is to remove a mayor. Because if the caucus revolts, right, it's a caucus revolt that causes right right a, and, a prime minister or a premier to potentially lose their job and right it triggers right. party votes and all sorts okay, of things but a mayor but a mayor there's really no mechanism there is no mechanism in other bc than, other than the next election other than the next election okay the 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 the, the, the council can't unanimously in you know remove the mayor um, there is some loosely worded language in the in the provincial municipal act which says you can probably do like a recall thing that's based uh, on an outdated uh, exactly. elector list. It, it, it's so, so in other words, it's very difficult to All remove right. a mayor. Okay. And should that change? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, it's time for another break. Talking to Neil Godbu. World Schizophrenia and Psychosis Awareness Day is Tuesday, May 24th, and the BC Schizophrenia Society invites you to participate in this year's Bust a Schizophrenia Myth Campaign or hashtag Trivia Tuesday Contest. You're also invited to attend Schizophrenia Revealed, the untold stories of schizophrenia, on Wednesday, May 25th. Details for all events and resources are available at bcss.org. World Schizophrenia and Psychosis Awareness Day, Tuesday, May 24th. Take part this year virtually. The Alzheimer's Society of BC has continuing online dementia education programs. These free presentations offer small group information workshops facilitated to provide opportunities for live discussion. Caregivers should take in focus on behavior, targeted strategies for word salad, confabulation, wanting to go home, and asking for deceased relatives Thursday, June 16th from 10 to 11.30. Registration and full details on this session and others are available through alzbc.org. More information is also available through the First Link Dementia Helpline. Amplify your organization with Vantage Points Advocacy 101. Learn how to create change when you don't have the resources or authority to make the change yourself. In this three-hour workshop, you'll clarify your advocacy goals, develop an advocacy strategy, and build confidence to engage your community in advocacy work. Registration and more details are available through the events calendar at vantagepoint.ca. The Vantage Points Advocacy 101 workshop, 9 till noon, Thursday, June 23rd, via Zoom. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. Wind from the northeast to 20K this afternoon with a 30% chance of showers, a high of 21. Tonight, mainly cloudy. The risk of a thunderstorm early this evening with wind from the southeast to 20, gusting to 40, a high of 8. On Friday, cloudy. Wind from the southeast to 20, gusting to 40 in the afternoon with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 20. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right. We're talking about fall election, and there's one column that that you – it was a reprint 
a number of weeks ago, maybe even two months ago, about um, gang infiltration in municipal and local governments, other forms of government in... Okay. That wasn't one I wrote. No, it wasn't. I think it was a Canadian press piece. Okay. Um, do you remember it? I do. I, and, I vaguely and, remember and what, it. And what made, like when I read that, I thought, oh my goodness. Like, cause this was, so, the so, accusations in it are quite, quite substantial. So, so this, this was a huge issue mm-hmm. in, in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because. Let's not say the word John Charest. Well, I'm not going to go there, but, but, but there were, there were several cases of, uh, and, and of basically, Local politicians in Quebec, mayors and councils, being uh, bought and paid for, basically accepting bribes from developers, mm-hmm. uh, was the short story. So, I, I guess if we're going to call deve- uh, developers and their various associations gangs, uh, at least that's the one I think that it yeah. was. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, no, this one was actually more about the actual employees. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and certainly that the, the potential for that, right, to even employees, uh, certainly in the planning and development departments and the managers, uh, the potential is there. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's happening in Prince George or anywhere else. I'm, I'm just saying the potential is there. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the problem everywhere you go. It doesn't matter where you go. It, like, there's no way we can create so many. I mean, I tried this in my own life. I tried to create this little utopia where everything was set and organized and curated by me, and my my kids were going to grow up in this perfect little environment. And I was I was I was censoring their friends and and doing everything like that. So I did this as a homeschool mom. Right. Well, so how did that work out for you? For you? <laughs> I mean, so it started just gently unraveling, uh, probably 2005, but I was too determined to make it work to notice. Mm -hmm. And then when our daughter died in 2006, well, that was like a grenade went off in our family and revealed all the broken splinters of what I had done. And so you will always find me arguing strenuously against any idea that proposes any form or idea that that man is perfectible because I had every opportunity at my disposal and you know me being per <laughs> you know somebody might say well gee it was the problem was you well isn't that always the problem it's mm-hmm. always the problem with any any time we try to legislate as if people will become perfect is right. the problem my the, my favorite word of the last 2 years is hubris mm-hmm. right that we think we think that we can control all the variables and we think that we can manage oh that was me viruses the weather yep reality mm-hmm. and then because the problem is and and again a a a first year statistics class there is also something that I would argue should be taught at the high school level mm-hmm. uh, because a first year statistics class teaches you about variables mm-hmm. and the fact that you can't manage all of them mm-hmm. because as soon as you manage all of them, your results become irrelevant. Well, um, so, so if you can't manage all the variables, you have to live in a world where you can have controlled variables and right. But knowing that there are things that are unknowable. 
well, like and, what's going to happen next? Well, and this is um, where are we at for time? We've got a few minutes before our next break. So this brings me into because I had written down free speech, talking about free speech is one of them. Uh, is one of my topics, and this brings me into that because I really see the the problem with trying to legis like the problem with trying to legislate what is acceptable speech and what isn't is exactly this because you don't know all the variables. You can't, I mean, you can't possibly police everything all the time. And that's and, right. And, and plus, I you- have a personal story about that. <laughs> well, tell me. Uh, in in my seat as editor, um, definitely for the first year, year and a half of COVID. I clamped down as editor. I clamped down hard on the comments on our website and on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I felt, frankly, there was too much at stake to mm-hmm. let people spin off of. I heard this. I read this. COVID's fake. Da 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 da. I felt there was too much at stake mm-hmm. to to allow that. Okay, you want to read it on somebody else's website, but you're not going to read. Fine, but you're not going to read it on ours. I've in the last six months and a combination of actually taking the time in the last few months to meeting over coffee or talking to them over the phone, some of the sort of the most strident critics Mm -hmm. and realizing that there's a different, that questioning authority Mm -hmm. um, is a tried and true tradition and what happened to that? Mm-hmm. And I really took that to heart. So right now, do do I allow people to say things on our website that I find objectionable? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Do I let people be racist jerks? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, where's the balance in that? Or sort of? Well, how, where is how, the balance for you? Like, so so, what? so how, how, how do you decide between the two? And yeah. and I, I think back on censorship. Right, there was a very famous case in the in in the states in the in the 1950s of the the judge who said, you know, I have no idea what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, that's how I approach it. Moderating comments mm-hmm. is that. Don't ask me for a definite, precise definition of what is and isn't allowed. I can't tell you. But I know when it crosses the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my knowing. Yeah. And that's the best I can do. Okay. Well, it's time for a break. We'll be back with our last segment with Neil Godbu. The BC Schizophrenia Society has produced an educational video containing information and tips for young people on how to communicate with a loved one with a serious mental illness. Whether you're talking to someone with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, or any other mental illness, effective communication and connection is important. To view the new video, Communication Tips for Youth Who Have a Loved One with Mental Illness, search for BC Schizophrenia Society Communication at YouTube.com. After a two-year absence, Canada Day in the Park is back for 2022. All the traditional favorites are returning. Entertainment, Kids Zone, Artisans and Crafters Market, and Fireworks. Spots are still available for sponsors and vendors and can be booked by emailing canadadaypg at gmail.com. Potential artists, musicians, entertainers, cultural performers, and food vendors should email kyle at kylesampson.ca. Canada Day in the Park, July 1st from 11 to 9 at Claytonay Memorial Park. Get the most out of your meetings with Vantage Point's effective board meeting facilitation. 
love them or hate them, meetings are a fact of life at any organization. This half-day workshop offers effective tools and techniques for setting agendas, fostering participation, building consensus, and keeping meetings on track. Make the most of your time together. Effective board meeting facilitation, Wednesday, June 15th from 1 to 4. Registration and more details are available through the events calendar at thevantagepoint.ca. BC Schizophrenia Society memberships expired on March 31st. As a member, you help the BC Schizophrenia Society support families living with severe and persistent mental illness in BC. Plus, you get access to members-only events, voting rights at the AGM, an opportunity to share your story, and you help make a difference in the lives of families living with mental illness. To become a member or to renew your membership, visit the Become a BCSS member link under Make a Difference at bcss.org. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, Trudy here, back with Neil Godbu. Um, Neil, we've been talking a little bit, touched briefly on the idea of free speech, and and one thing that, I mean, and, and just the import, the role of the press in that, and, and you have, I think, as your Twitter bio, you have... I'm not on Twitter anymore, Trudy. You aren't? Oh, my goodness. I, I, you- I, I closed my Twitter account. Would you like to know why? Oh, why? Because it's a cesspool. Yeah, it is, but yeah. And and I I I it wasn't good for it wasn't good for my frankly my mental health. I <laughs> I had to make some I I I deal with kind of enough of those challenging things uh in my professional life and for me plus also professionally, Twitter uh Twitter is useless to the citizen. It 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 brings in a handful of readers. Hmm. Uh Facebook is king. In this market. Well, okay. Well, that that is something that we I would like to then spend the last little last few minutes on. Uh, just recently, the Kamloops fire chief, um, in when they were doing a review of the fires of last year, he said mm-hmm. the problem was that we couldn't get the word out because people were paying attention to social media instead of us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, why wouldn't you use social media then? Exactly. That would have been my question, as if I would have been a reporter staffing that and the fire chief would have said that, I would have been then, why don't you go where the people are? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of like, so, and, and plus wouldn't, like there's so many t- technology tools that we have at our disposal these days. I mean, wouldn't Google Maps have shown you where the traffic was as well? So... Yes, there's Google Analytics. We, we use, at the Citizen, we use both Google Analytics and uh, another analytics. Um, uh, it's, it's software called Parsley that runs. Parsley. Parsley. <laughs> um, that, that runs kind of in the background. Uh, the platform we use is something called Villager. Uh, and it runs kind of right along Villager. And so, the, th- the interesting thing is that they give us different results. Okay. Um, right. And then we kind of, but Google Analytics measures things a little differently than Parsley does. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that's what I mean is that we, we actually rely on two different analytics measures because they measure different things and come up with different results. Mm-hmm. But whether it's Google or, f- uh, or Parsley, uh, they, they both agree that the importance of, Google and the importance of Facebook, at least in this market, in terms of generating readers. Uh, the, the number of people who have come up to me and say, hey, did you read this interesting story about the convicted offender 
at at FanCon. I also I wanted to bring up FanCon again because I also want yeah. to make it clear, right, that FanCon did everything properly. Yeah. There was no wrongdoing here by FanCon. Yeah. Um, it just happened to be their event. Yes. Uh, it could have been anybody's event. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to I want to say that. But but what what the analytics show or the number of people who said, hey, did you see this thing on Facebook about the convicted offender? Yeah. They think they saw it on Facebook. Yeah. And they click through and they read the story and they still think they saw it on Facebook. Yes. But it's our story. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I used to get I used to yes. get my knickers in a real twist about that. Yeah. The citizen did that story. We should well, be getting credit for that. And and yes, it's a citizen's feed and yes, it's a, you know, yep. it'll identify itself but the thing is a lot of people don't consume content. Now, of course, in my world I call it stories and and mm-hmm. but right, I look at the bigger content. A lot of people consume content online, and and this is where we run into trouble. They don't consider the source, mm-hmm. right? They just, hey, it showed up on my Facebook but your feed. Advertisers, it must be true. But your advertisers, which you need to keep you viable as a newspaper, see that you, and you can show them, hey, yep. we've got you know, 1.5 million views. 100%. And that's where it matters. And like, that's where it matters. But, Not- but, but back to Facebook as, because I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Facebook has become the public square. Is it would be my argument? A, I would very, say a public a, square. Okay, so let's and, say and a, a very important one. And it, like a, and it's. Um, I mean, I know that the demographics has shifted somewhat to you know Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat or whatever. Oh, that's the kids. But those that's are. CB but that's radio. very. Yeah, it's it's very different than Facebook. Um, and 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 then this goes back to free speech and and the idea that like the the, the argument on behalf of fa- and this has I've watched this happen like with Elon Musk threatening to buy Twitter right suddenly you know it's the left that says wait a minute no 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 private businessmen shouldn't own uh, be able to control uh, mass media and it's like well that's what Facebook and Twitter have been doing. Right. Forever, right? So is there a place, and, and, and if you could wave a magic wand, and I like to ask my guests this, what would you do with Facebook in terms of how they regulate what they what they um, allow to, to be posted? Tax them and make them responsible for their content. How, okay. Okay. Make them responsible for their content. So, how can so, you possibly tax them? Because where are they originated? So, so of course, they originated in, in California. But they operate in Canada, whether they because they sell advertising in Canada, okay. and that's where they should be taxed. And that isn't happening right now. That isn't happening. Why not? Ask Bob Zimmer. Uh, well, be- Bob would probably have a long Bo- because Bob sat on on that committee yes, yes. that was looking and, was- at it. and 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 Bob can actually speak to that. And if you ever want to hear Bob Zimmer sound like a liberal, yes, it's on this topic. Yes. Because he would say and where you would agree with him, where I would agree with him, because he he agrees they should be taxed. He yeah. he he would argue Google should be taxed. Yes, and Netflix yes. should be taxed. Well, and it, and it's, I mean, I and I think this is where I mean because I entirely agree. Like, if you're selling advertising in Canada, you should be paying. That's right, Canadian taxes. Yeah, like why is that not happening? Yeah, do you know why? Uh, again, just because of oh, where they're based. Right. right. And, See, and this is where I think, like, um, I read an article probably about 10 years ago that said that our, our laws have not kept up with technology. And this isn't. Of course not. The, C- the CRTC is an ancient thing that worried that, that, that 
they, they still think of broadcasting as, frankly, legacy media. They, yeah. they, they have not adapted uh, in 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 any way. Neither is the CBC, for that matter. No, nope. but a whole other topic. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my goodness! Well, I knew that we would have no trouble at all finishing uh, doing an entire hour, Neil. And I, you know, we could probably do this again tomorrow. But um, uh, any last parting shots that you'd like to uh, parting shots or just comments to the listeners here today? Uh, just to finish up the Facebook thing is that to make. Facebook responsible for their content would be to eradicate their business model and put them out of business. I am responsible for I am and my corporate owners, Glacier Media, are responsible for the for the content, right? We have to have the story lawyered, right? right? Facebook is not responsible for its content in any way. To make them responsible would require so many editors that would put their business, business model, it, it would erase their business model. Hmm. This is the price we pay for this public square. Hmm. So then we should return to having people running up and down the streets telling their opinions. Yes. <laughs> that would be better. That w- Well, it would be because then we could throw tomatoes at their faces. Well, it, <laughs> but it, it would become to we can simply ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Neil, for coming in and just really appreciated the Thanks. chat. And and uh, let's see if the mayor takes you up on that gauntlet that you threw down. That's a pretty good one. Did I throw down a gauntlet? I me? think you did. I no. think that I see a glove laying out on the street there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to be back tomorrow with uh, more um, and including the political panel tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much for listening. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFIS-FM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.